Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. My name is Manny, in case you are new here, or welcome back. Hope you are doing well, hope you have a great week. Let's get started with a rose, bud, and thorn as always. Okay, so my bud for today is that I am looking forward to my graduation on Friday. I am gonna have a very chaotic week, which I am kind of looking forward to, but I'm just kind of worried about it. You know, when things get really busy, it just is bad for me. So let me tell you about what I'm doing this week. On Thursday is my friend Rebecca's graduation. By the time you're hearing this, all of this would have happened already. But on Thursday is my friend Rebecca's graduation. And after her ceremony, I'm not going to her ceremony, but I'm going to come after. We're just going to take pictures together and, you know, celebrate and stuff like that. Although apparently it's supposed to rain this week, which I'm not happy about. Then we're going to get lunch and all that. So it's like a big day on Thursday, just being there for Rebecca and celebrating her graduation. And then on Friday, it is my graduation. So I have to be there nice and early at around 9.30 slash 10 and my convocation's at 11 a.m. And that's going to be a whole day. I don't even know how that's going to go. You know, I don't really know what to expect. Obviously, I've been to my convocation in high school, but I think this is a little different considering that there's many more people at this ceremony. I'm 109th, so there's 108 people in front of me, which is crazy. So my convocation is on Friday. I still don't really know what I'm going to do. I don't really think, I think I'm just going to get lunch after with my boyfriend probably and then just chill. And then on Saturday is my last ever dance show. Um, so kind of like with every dance studio, we do a year-end show, and this year is going to be my last one because it's my last year dancing, which is kind of sad, but I'm also excited, and it's kind of fun because I teach two classes of dance, and for all of my students, it's their first performance ever because of COVID. We haven't had a performance in a while, so it's kind of like full circle that their first performance is my last performance. It's very cute. So that's Saturday and that's just so busy in itself. Plus there's just other stuff, but those are like the main events of the week, which is quite chaotic, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be like a very exciting week, of course, and it's a good week. So that's my bud for today. My thorn. It's like a thorn slash rose. So today is Tuesday as I'm recording. On Sunday, you know, because we're leading up to our final dance show, we had extra practice for the dances that I'm rehearsing. I danced for five hours on Sunday. Um, that's not a ton compared to other people I've heard, but it's a lot. You know, it's more than my average and my feet were starting to hurt by the end of it. Um, and then yesterday, Monday, yesterday was Victoria Day, so it was a day off, my boyfriend and I went hiking, and we went to the Chief in Squamish, in case you're ever in the Vancouver area, it's like one of the most popular hikes in Vancouver, pretty much, um, and we decided to do the second peak, um, there's three different routes that you can take, essentially, when you go to the Chief, we did the second peak only, it took us two and a half hours up and down, and it was like, uh, what was it, 600 meters of elevation for three kilometers. So the distance is not far at all, but the elevation made it terrible. Um, so 
there's that. I hiked for two and a half hours yesterday, so my feet were also dying and my knees were dying because it was such big elevation. And then today, this morning, I ended up going to a fitness class. Don't ask me what I was thinking. Uh, my, my body wasn't super sore after the hike, but it definitely wasn't perfect. But today, I ended up doing squats and I squatted my PR. Uh, I don't squat a ton and I don't squat with the barbell on my back because I've never liked it, it really hurts. So I did front squats. It was just not a good time. Um, now my legs feel like jello. So I'm gonna have to see about if I can walk for the rest of the day. So that's my thorn. Definitely, uh, you know, body's not feeling the best, but I have time to recover this week before my dance show on Saturday, which is good. I was really worried about that. I thought I would, like, not be able to walk after the Chief. I don't know, because all the reviews said it was super, super, super hard, but it was pretty okay. I would say if you're medium fitness slash high fitness, you'll be totally fine. And honestly, if you don't work out at all, you can do it, but you will just probably have to take a few more breaks. I mean, I saw people hiking in jeans and hiking in uh, Jordans and hiking in Doc Martens. So if they can do it, so can you. It was not bad at all. And it was very fun. The view at the top was amazing. My rose, I guess my rose would be hiking yesterday, yeah, because it was my first one of the summer, my first trail, and it just gets me excited for the summer. I mean, Vancouver's known for the outdoors and everything, and I love hiking and going outside, so that was definitely a good start to all the summer hikes that I'll be doing this year. I want to go hiking, like, so often. Let's see if my legs can handle it, though. But it's just, it was just so fun. And, you know, my boyfriend and I, we bought some sandwiches from Whole Foods. So it's like sitting at the top, eating our sandwiches and our Cliff Bars. It was just so fun. Really, really liked it. I love going outside. So there's my rose, blood, and thorn for the week. So today's episode, I am thinking of titling it, Let's Get This Bread. And by the time you're listening to this, the title will already be out. So I hope that's what the title is. Uh, we're going to talk about money. And going into this topic, I've actually wanted to talk about it for a while because I have quite, I don't know if they're distinct opinions, but they're different from a lot of people that I know. So I wanted to talk about it for the longest time, but I didn't really know how to approach it in a very respectful manner because in our society, you know, the conversation around money is definitely getting a lot better, but it can still be very hard to talk about for some people. So I'm just going to go into this episode with a little disclaimer first. I want to talk about my experience with money and obviously all my opinions and thoughts are rooted in my experience and how that makes me different. So if you don't agree, that's totally fine. If you hate what I say, that is also totally fine because we're probably just different people and we see money differently. We grow up in different places. So just going to talk a little bit about my experience with money. Um, so if you've been listening for a while, you'll know that I grew up going to a private school and I went to one of Vancouver's most prestigious private schools with quotations. That's what people call it. Uh, so obviously it costs a lot of money to go there and, you know, just in general, the people that go are families that make quite a bit of money in general. We're definitely like 
not the average population. Vancouver in itself is already quite a wealthy city because of how expensive it costs to live there. So just know that I've lived in a city where cost of living is extremely high and I've lived here since birth pretty much. So I've been kind of surrounded by exorbitant amounts of money, I would say, uh, since a young age. But Ever since I was little, I never really felt like I fit in with my friends in terms of like the money aspect. Um, a lot of my friends lived close to school where there's a lot of mansions and big houses in that area. Like the area Shaughnessy, which is where my school was, uh, houses can go up to, I know a friend who lived in a house that cost $10 million. And I was like, when I first walked into her house, I was like, oh my God, this is like, crazy and when I first was really really young like early elementary school I would definitely say I did not fit in I didn't feel like I fit in at least I probably did in the monetary sense but you know my parents would never buy me things you know all my friends when iPod touches were really popular um, my, my parents would never buy me an iPod touch I was barely ever allowed to get a computer at home I've never had a computer at home until high school and just like I felt like it seemed to me at least that my parents didn't have money to spend and that might have been the case when I was little but as I got a little older I did notice that you know oh my parents started to buy more expensive things like we ended up living in a pretty big house uh, in my late elementary years it was like a mansion I guess people could say it was really really big there was a huge backyard there was a pool we had a trampoline and all that kind of stuff so yeah we ended up living in a pretty big house and then nowadays I mean I, I hate when rich people call themselves comfortable so I'll definitely say we're more than comfortable but nowadays it's a little different just because my mom is the sole breadwinner of our family obviously I make my own money but I don't pay for rent I don't do those things. I don't live on my own quite yet. So as of now, my mom is the only one who financially supports me if I need it. But yeah, um, so when I was little, I always wanted to spend money to make myself fit in. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example that I could think of. One year, I remember in grade 12, I felt this so heavily because in grade 12, First of all, people started driving cars to school. People started getting their driver's license. So some girls in my grade, they got really, really nice cars to drive to school uh, that were their own. You know, they got just really expensive ones like race cars and stuff like that. Uh, I was very fortunate to also get a car to drive that I didn't have to pay for, that my mom like graciously paid for, but it definitely wasn't as nice as some of the other girls. So I always felt like, I don't know, it just felt kind of insecure. And, and that's this is definitely like a first world problem I know now. So, but just when you're surrounded by all these people who are in one characteristic group and you feel like you're outside of it, it definitely makes you feel very different. Um, so the cars were always one thing. And eventually also in grade 12, we were allowed to start going out to eat lunch. You know, we had restaurants nearby our school or we could just drive around Vancouver since we could drive. And people in my friend group would always want to go out to eat lunch and they would always go to like the higher end restaurants, obviously. So it was like, it was very apparent to me that 
I had to spend money to be able to fit in with my friends, you know, to be able to go out and eat lunch with them. Uh, for prom, we had to buy corsages. Everyone was buying really expensive prom dresses and we were renting limos and stuff. So it just felt like I had to spend money to fit in with my friends, which if you feel that way, like those people are not true friends because it's very... It's not, not what true friendship should be based off of, obviously. But eventually, as I started making my own money, uh, I've been having, I've had a job since first year of university, so it's been about four years now, and I started making my own money, and I started being able to pay for my own things, you know, started off with paying for just like, oh, going out to eat dinner with my friends, but then eventually I wanted to get a gym membership, I started buying my own clothes if I liked a certain style, and I wanted to express myself better, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, so nowadays I feel like I have a very different mentality when it comes to money and definitely not someone who spends money just to fit in with people like first of all I think that's also because my attitude about friendship has changed it's like if I feel like I have to there's a huge cost with being a friend with you and there's not much benefit then I'm not going to be friends with you but my current money spending mentality would be just that if I think something is worth the money, I will buy it. Uh, I would say it's very different from some of my friends who are very frugal and are like, I can't spend money unless I absolutely must. And it's also a bit different than my friends who don't really see money as something that they need to be concerned about, whether it's because it's not their money or just because they're able to. I would say I'm kind of in the middle. I'm definitely conscious of what I spend my money on, but I, if something is worth it to me, then I will do it. And I'll bring up an example of that a little bit later. So I'm going to talk about my perspective on money in general. Just in general, I think money has way too much power over us in society. I mean, this is like a huge human-made concept, right? Like literally, it's a social construct. It's pieces of paper that we put value on. It doesn't actually have value in it. Uh, but it, it is an unfair limiter for a lot of people. And I feel I feel it's obviously very unfair and I've always felt a sense of guilt ever since growing up just that the fact that money is such a limiter for people I mean one classic example is being able to go to university I'm lucky that ever since I was little my mom was able to save up for my university tuition and I've never, I never had to pay for my tuition. I didn't have to take out student loans. But that already can be a huge barrier for people who want to go into university. And the thing is, I was thinking about this. It, it sometimes can be a really unfair cycle, right? Because you can imagine, for me at least, because my mom was able to pay for my university tuition, I don't have to take out student loans and all the money that I make right now could eventually be saved up to get a mortgage or buy a car or even save up for my own kids college tuition. Whereas if I were someone who had to take out my own student loans to go to university, a lot of the money, while I have a huge debt weighing on my shoulders that I would have to focus on first before I'm able to pay for my kids tuition or pay for whatever and I might not be able to because simply put my job may not be able to pay me enough that I can 
focus on my debts and my current living expenses and be able to save up for my kids' college tuition, which I always thought was just so unfair that obviously some people get a leg up compared to others. But recently, I've, and the thing is, I've always felt guilt about this in my entire life. And it's not like anyone is making me feel guilty. I'm literally just self-inflicting the guilt on myself. But, you know, the other thing that I've been toying with this past week when I was journaling is that, like, I didn't choose. I didn't get to choose that I live in this life. And obviously, there are a lot of pros that come with being able to be financially wealthy and stuff like that. But everyone has their fair share of cons. And I'm not saying rich people are the same as poor people, but there are a lot of cons that come with families who make a lot of money as well. I really hope this episode is not offensive in any way now that I'm starting to talk about it. I just... I want to talk about it because it's a topic that always gets my mind going, but I just don't want to hurt anyone. So just know that that is not my intention at all. I'm always willing to learn about these kinds of things. So if you have a different experience, if you have a different perspective, by all means, feel free to let me know because I'm always willing to learn and I just want to hear about people's experiences. That's like literally my goal in life is just learn about how people came to be. And this is how I came to be. So I can only talk for myself. So that's kind of my current view of money. I think it's actually honestly really stupid. But for me, I I would say that I've always been compared to my mom, at least. My mom thinks I'm a huge spender. I'm a big, big spender. And I would say kind of, but for good reason. Um, Again, like I said, if I think something is worth the money, then I will pay for it, whether that be for more expensive clothes that might be better quality or for a more expensive gym membership like I pay for right now or just products that make me feel good, clothes that make me feel good, food that makes me feel good. I recently started grocery shopping at Whole Foods and I know it's a super expensive tradition like uh, stereotypically that was the word I'm looking for, stereotypically expensive place to shop for groceries compared to other options. But the benefits that I've had, I think I've invested a lot more time into caring for what goes into my body and knowing that my food is organic and healthy and being able to spend time cooking and stuff, like all that is worth it to me. Even if maybe I bought cheaper groceries and the food was the exact same quality, The mentality that I have that I'm spending more money on my food and paying attention to what goes into my body is well worth the extra price tag. So I'm going to kind of get into this new perspective that I'm kind of adopting and I feel like I've always felt and I I saw it on TikTok as I see everything. And basically it was a TikTok. Let me try to find the girl who made the TikTok because I want to give her credits um it might take a sec all right i can't find the original video i saw so i'm so sorry but basically i'm gonna try and reword this video as best i can the idea was that this 
girl, this woman, sees money as energy. Money is energy. And when you pay for something, when you buy something, you are investing a certain amount of energy into that thing. So the example that I wanted to bring up was me going to the gym. Before COVID, I went to a pretty cheap gym. It was like mid-tier. It's not like the community center. That's definitely like the cheapest. It was still a fitness center, but it wasn't the best of the best. Um, and, you know, I had a good time there. I was just figuring out my footing in the gym and getting into prioritizing myself. Even the first step of paying for a gym membership, I would say definitely puts energy into the right place because you're putting energy into investing in yourself. But now after COVID, when I started going to the gym again, I decided to switch gyms and I started to go to a more high-end gym. So my first gym, I think came out to be, let me think, 400 divided by 12. It's like 30-ish dollars per month, a bit over 35, I think. Is my math right? 36, 48. 35-ish dollars per month. But the one that I go to now, it's $70. So I pretty much pay double now for going to the gym. And I mean, I pretty much, I actually don't use the same amenities, but nowadays when I go to the gym, I split my time between actually going to the gym, going to the fitness center, and then also doing fitness classes. And I think that idea of me spending more money going to the gym is me proving to myself that I'm going to spend more money focusing on myself and my physical health. That is something I've really prioritized in the last year and I would definitely say has paid off. Uh, when I first went to the gym, the old gym that I went to, I had an okay time. It was fun. But now when I go to the gym, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love how my body feels. I absolutely love working out because I can feel the gains. I just love the idea that I'm prioritizing myself and focusing on this. And that's because I've been putting more money as energy into this aspect of my life. Another aspect of my life I would say I spend a lot more money on is obviously traveling. Uh, this is more new for this year because COVID happened and I couldn't really travel and also I've been starting to travel by myself. And when I first brought up the fact that I wanted to solo travel to my mom, she thought it was kind of pointless because she was like, you know, you don't have that much money, like why are you doing this and why don't you wait until you're a little older and stable with a job where you can travel. But I was like, I want to invest this time and energy into myself, into my personal development. And I would say travel kind of falls under the realm of personal spiritual development, like mental development, whereas going to the gym is like physical development. And there's actually a lot of options that you can consider if you want to spend money to uh, improve this. You could honestly do this without money, right? Like physical development, you can do it at home. If you have a laptop and internet connection, it's free to do YouTube workouts. And that's what I did for the longest time. But as I started to invest more money and invest more energy into it, I saw better results coming from it. You can only go so far with a home workout, in my opinion. I didn't have any equipment at home. I literally only did like mad fit dance parties and stuff like that. And that absolutely made me fall in love with working out again. But I only saw results going so far because I only had so many options for a YouTube workout and I didn't have equipment at home. But as I paid more, invested more money and energy into my physical development, I got unlocked with more amenities, right? 
when I pay for the gym, that $35 membership, I had access to the weights and the machines, and that got me so far too. Loved going to the gym, definitely felt a lot of personal development there. But as I spent more money, now I can pay for these classes that also come with my gym membership in my current gym. And these classes have literally like changed my life. Like I would definitely say not only is my physical body just, I feel stronger, I feel leaner, I feel just my body is so capable, but also my mental. Like doing these fitness classes really puts me in such a good mood, starts my day off right. I have met a community of people that I see regularly that, you know, I can kind of connect with over these classes and stuff. And it's just like, you know how just like every time I stepped up a little bit more money, I saw so many more results. And I feel like the results multiply as you as I spent a bit more money. Like I saw a little bit of results from the home workouts. I definitely had a lot of fun. And then a little bit more results. And then now I pay extra. I pay. I see so many results. Not just with my physical body, but with my mental, with my social, just everything like that. So gym is one. I started talking about travel and then I went back to the gym again. I'm sorry. But travel is another. I could, you know, if I wanted to do personal development, well, like a free option is journaling. But I wanted to kind of step it up a little bit and I knew that the thing that I was missing in my life is applied suffering. I've talked about this before in another podcast, but you can only go so far with the knowledge that is told to you, right? I listen to podcasts, I do journaling, I watch self-help YouTube videos, but that really only brings you so far. If you're not pushed outside of your comfort zone, literally, you're not going to grow. So I spent my money, invested this energy into putting myself into these novel situations and putting myself into these uncomfortable situations so that I could grow. And that was through travel. Another way that I've seen other people do personal development is like the girl in the TikTok that I originally saw, she said she hired a life coach for like $11,000. I don't have the money to spend to do that, but that's also personal development. It's just another form. It's through a mentor. It's through someone helping you. I needed time to be by myself and I needed time to challenge myself to make sure that I could figure things out on my own. It's all different forms, still investing money as energy. I just, I think it's, so empowering when you see money in this way rather than as a limiter because also when you invest energy into something it will always come back to you for me after I started going to the gym and doing these classes uh, obviously my body has felt so much better the benefits are immeasurable my mental health has been amazing my relationship with fitness and food has also been at its best ever since my entire life. I used to have a very toxic relationship with food and fitness, but now that I've invested more time and energy into it, I just feel so much better with that relationship. It doesn't harm me at all anymore like it used to. And with my travel, um, the benefits that I see in my personal growth, I think I have matured so much. I think I have grown a lot. I think I have learned how to figure things out on my own. And it's just like a different experience than me being at home. One experience that I want to talk about, though, that I don't think I have invested all my energy into is my college experience. So I decided to go to university, which is already quite different, or not quite different. It's already a path that separates people, you know what I mean? Some people don't go to college and just start working right after high school. But, you know, I had the option to go to a more expensive school outside of Vancouver 
and obviously I'd have to pay a lot more for that in terms of tuition. I got into UC Santa Cruz in grade 12 and that was like one of the options I was heavily debating because I knew that I would be away from Vancouver and I would just be totally out of my comfort zone for four years um, and it was just a lot more expensive. Compare that to UBC where I'm still living at home right now. My tuition is fractions of my UCSC tuition, what it would have been. And I, I still feel like I'm kind of in high school sometimes. If I think, I think at least, if I had chosen the more expensive option, I would have invested a lot more into my personal development at that age. Now, I, now because I didn't make that decision, I'm investing a lot more in my personal development now that I'm a little older. But if I had gone to UCSC, I think I would have, that would have shown that I prioritized my college experience a lot more and I invested a lot more energy into my college experience. I probably would have had more events to go to and, you know, I wouldn't be at home all the time and I would go out more on campus and meet more people. But because I chose to invest a little less energy in my college experience, I you know don't pay as much to go to UBC and I live at home, I, I don't go out that often, I just don't invest as much time and energy in that. And that's the difference. I made that choice early on in my life and I've had to live with it for the last four years. And honestly, I'm fine with it now. I think if I went to UCSC, that would have been a super different experience as well and that is also cool different does not mean bad but that is also one of the experiences that i reflected on where my choice in a more expensive option versus a cheaper option is makes tangible differences so i brought this up to my boyfriend when i was thinking about this first because i had just gone back from my trip i think and i was talking about this tiktok to my boyfriend and i first brought up like I want to talk about this, I told him, I want to talk about this on my podcast, but I don't want this to be like a, oh, rich people suck, or rich people have it hard, or whatever. And I was like, it, it, I'm so privileged that I get to make these decisions. That was kind of what I said to him, and I was like, not everyone gets to. But everyone gets a choice in terms of their money, it's just depends on what kind of scale you want to bring it to. Um, for example, with the college experience, like I was talking about, if you didn't, like, if I couldn't have afforded, actually, I probably, I don't think I could have afforded UCSC. I would definitely would have taken out student loans and stuff like that. It wouldn't have been uh, as financially freeing as going to UBC, but Let's say you want to go to university, but you're not able to take out loans or afford these high expensive schools. You can still always choose between different community schools. What are those called? Community colleges uh, or taking less courses at a time. Like everything is a financial choice. And that's just the way that we are in our capitalistic society. But Everyone still does have a choice. For me, for example, I choose to spend more money on Whole Foods every week going grocery shopping, and I choose to spend less money on shopping for clothes and shopping for this stuff. As much as I love expressing myself through my clothes, through my makeup, through my hair, I spend less energy on making new looks. 
and stuff like that. But that might be something that's really important to someone. You know, I've seen a lot of these TikTok fashion gurus. They probably invest more energy into buying more pieces because that's how they express themselves and they want the return on their self-expression and their content. But for me, because that's not something I really focus on or prioritize too much or need to spend my energy on, I can spend less money shopping for clothes and instead spend more money on things I prioritize like going to the gym, paying for a more expensive gym, or paying for more expensive groceries because I like the high quality ingredients. Alright, so my camera paused again. I need to figure that out sometime soon. But the last part of this podcast, I'm going to talk about the future more importantly, my future, because I can't really talk about the future because I don't know what's going to happen. But I want to talk about my future and my perspectives with my future in relation to money and just everything like that. So the first thing is, obviously, I'm going to have to start looking for a full-time job sometime soon because in this capitalist society, we have to spend many hours of our day working in order to be able to live. I used to be really concerned with obviously finding a job that pays six figures or more. I was like, I need to make a million dollars a year if I want to be able to do what I want. But I've also realized at this point that I don't think that's my goal anymore. Um, And I'm starting to let go of caring about what people will say if I go for a more stereotypically entry level job. I was thinking about what I want to do after this year of traveling that I have planned. And to be honest, I think the thing that appeals to me most right now is a nine to five job where I am a receptionist, particularly, specifically, hopefully at a clinic, like a mental health clinic of some sort. Like I would love to be a uh, receptionist at a private psychologist's clinic that I think would be awesome. Because first of all, it's a stable job where, you know, I get a stable income that I have. It might be a little lower than another job that pays more, but it's a stable income. And I think most importantly is I want a job that lets me check in and out really easily. Through my experience of working with my boyfriend, if you don't know, my boyfriend and I work together and he's technically my boss. I have realized that it is really difficult on life when your job starts to bleed into your personal life. And I think that would also be especially evident if I was a full-time content creator because, I mean, you're working like 25-8 in that job and you can't really turn off because your life is your job essentially. Um, So I have realized the appeal of being able to check in and out and just when you're done, you're done for the day and don't have to think about work anymore. I think that part of my mental health would benefit immensely from that job or from that, that aspect. So if that means having a job that maybe pays a little less than other options, I'm totally fine with it because I want the clarity that it gives. And I mean, I'm still young, right? I'm definitely going to change jobs here and there in my life. So this is not going to be my job forever. Who knows what I'm going to do. But I think for right now, because I also have hobbies that I still want to pursue, like making videos, even if it's not my main form of income, I still want to make videos and just spend time doing it and working out and stuff like that. Like I want to do all that still. And I think 
I can only do that if my job it has set hours and I don't have to think about it outside of my work hours. So that's more so what I'm looking for in a full-time job now rather than something that pays a lot of money. If it stresses me out beyond my work hours and I can't do what I want to do, like I'm not going to do it all about worth, right? If it's worth it to me, I'll do it, but that's not worth it. The constant mental health. I mean, I think this also is very important to me because I have lived with parents where their work is their life. My mom and dad are the owners of their business. So as an owner, obviously you have to take on a lot more responsibility and you're on call 24-7 pretty much. And being a child of that kind of those parents it's not enjoyable and I don't want to put my child through that. So I want a job where I can still support my child, you know, go to their dance performances, go to their soccer games, all this kind of stuff. Because as a child, when my parents weren't able to go to those things and everyone else's parents were, I was like, it felt really bad. So that's more so what I am looking for in a job now. I hope that I can get a job like a receptionist job because honestly, admin work very enjoyable to me I love doing tedious paperwork it's so fun but we'll see I mean that's the thing like I think before I was really concerned with earning a lot of money and having a lot of disposable income but I have realized if I'm not able to do the things that make me happy with the job that I have then there's no point my second point with the future is in my opinion I would say the traditional plan is over and by traditional plan I mean graduate university get a full-time job save up for your house get engaged get married buy your own house have kids I think it's over uh especially in Vancouver I found a I remember reading an article and I found it later on when I was prepping for this episode 30% of first-time home buyers in Vancouver rely on their parents to help because the housing market is crazy here. I eventually want to live in Vancouver in the future. I mean, I think this is the best city, especially for like a kid to grow up in. I loved growing up here. But ultimately, it's not going to be possible for me to think about saving up for a house, paying a mortgage, having a wedding, having kids. Kids are so expensive. I remember now that I thinking I'm thinking about this topic. I saw a TikTok where there was this woman and she was talking about how her family does all the right things. They the mom and the dad have full-time jobs. I think they had like two kids and a dog and they have like decent jobs where they make a livable income and they pay their bills and they save up and all that kind of stuff. But just because of the type of lifestyle here in Vancouver, they'll never be able to own a house and they'll never be able to do those traditional things. And that's just the way it is because the boomers have low-key ruined it for us. I'm sorry, boomers, but really. The housing market is just too crazy here. And like, I'm not ashamed if I'm, if I have to rely on my mom for help. I think that was like, a huge reason why I was so pressuring myself into getting a good paying job because I was like that's gonna be so like lame if other people see that I had to rely on my mom for a down payment for a house but like I won't be able to do it any other way and especially if I want to have a kid kids are so expensive it's crazy and especially like thinking about me growing up because I went to a private school too like that probably was so expensive so I want to give like my kid the best life and if that means having to rely on my mom for a down payment but I still pay the mortgage or whatever like I don't care you know like 
it's it's also the fact that I'm over caring what other people think of me so I'm over it (laughs) but yeah I will definitely say that my in my opinion the traditional plan of just the traditional lifestyle track is also over and I think COVID taught us a lot about that too Uh, especially with social media like a lot of kids are going untraditionally. They're able to make a lot of money and not have to do school anymore. So our lifestyles are changing and society is changing, which is good. But it just means that we're kind of carving ourselves a new path that has not been done yet, which is kind of tricky at times because we don't know what the right way is, if there is a right way even. So we'll see about that. My last um point about the future is the mentality that I have now is what I spend will come back to me and I have seen this through like time and time again through my already past spending but the idea is when you spend money the energy whether it be energy or more money or just good vibes will come back to you and that is just something you have to tell yourself I've seen it already Me spending my money at the gym comes back to me in a different form through my physical health, through my mental health, through my happiness. Me spending time going to travel, spending money traveling comes back to me through experiences that I will never get to experience again, through this growth that I have, through being alone and traveling alone. What you spend will come back to you. One one thought that I've had this week that I've been really trying to nail down in myself because I still struggle with it is your let me try that again your thoughts will determine your reality reality is not real it is your thoughts only and the thing is with your thoughts is that you can change them you might feel like you're stuck in a hamster wheel of negative thoughts like I'll never be good enough I'm not deserving of love and happiness, blah, blah, blah. Those were all things that I told myself. But you just have to, like, literally, if it feels silly, like you feel dumb saying it, you just have to wake up and tell yourself affirmations. My affirmations today, I am worthy of love and happiness. I attract what is meant for me. I think consciously before acting. I'm a content creator. Your thoughts determine your reality the type of thoughts you have will determine the type of life you will live. So if you are constantly nailing negative thoughts to yourself, you will have a negative life and there's just no way about it. But you have to believe in yourself. If you're not there to believe in yourself, no one will be. So believe, you've got to believe what you spend will come back to you. It might not be through money forms, and that's the thing you have to accept, but it could be through so much better, through your mental health, physical health, spiritual health, all these different things. Affirmations, I've realized the power of them. They're actually legit. I Trust me, I used to be a person that was like, law of attraction? Gross. That's weird and stupid. And I don't really go by the law of attraction. I kind of just go with what I feel like, but Ever since I have started writing affirmations for myself every single day and having them at the top of my mind, my life has changed a lot. And that's just my experience. Take it with it what you will. The last part of this episode that I want to end on are some money mantras that I wanted to share. So if you're looking for some ideas with affirmations you want to tell yourself in relation to money, let me show you the ones that I have prepared. This is also going to be on the podcast Instagram if you are interested. I am a money magnet. 
say that to yourself right now. Let's say it together. Ready? Three, two, one. I am a money magnet. Second one. Money flows freely to me. Say it together. Money flows freely to me. You better be saying it out loud. If you're not saying it out loud, I will be mad. I can hear you. Third one. I am financially free. Repeat after me. I am financially free. Number four. I choose to live a rich and full life. I choose to live a rich and full life. Last one. I am wealthy in more ways than one. I am wealthy in more ways than one. I truly think that once you stop letting money take over your mind and limit you, and you flip the reins on it, and you take control of your mentality with money, I think that it changes so much. And I'm not even a person that earns six figures or anything like that. I still only have a full-time job that I am working off of. But even then, when I flipped my mentality with money, and I changed the way that I think about it, and I changed the way that it controls my life, more so now I feel like I control my money, It has changed my life and I feel so much better. I feel so much less anxious when I talk about money. I feel like the choices that I make are like I'm sure of them. I'm so much more confident in the choices that I make and the money that I spend. Like, oh, I can't even like explain how empowering it feels when you change your mindset up and you have the right mindset when it comes to money. Because in reality, like it is just a dumb thing we've made to control society and there are a lot of unfair and biased ways that money affects some people and negatively impacts people so you have to take control of that and not let the system play you because that's what it's meant to do right like that's what the rich people wanted is they wanted to develop a system where they can stay rich and the poor stay poor so that will be the episode today. I know it was kind of touchy. I actually didn't really get into more of the concrete details about money. I've been really getting into my credit score and credit cards and all this kind of stuff, but that's kind of like nitpicky stuff that I don't know if everyone's interested in. Also, I'm not like a financial blog and I don't really have a ton of financial advice that I can give you. So I feel like I can't really talk about that. Otherwise, I don't want to lead you down the wrong path. But I think the mentality with money is definitely one that everyone has to think about and just build on their own. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it's a little bit different. I mean, I like talking about lighthearted topics like my travels and stuff, but I think talking about these important things, especially as a millennial who is about to go into the workforce is really, really important, especially as our society is continually changing right now because of COVID and because of everything else. So hope that helped. Hope you found something helpful. Hope you enjoyed. Let me know. Be sure to follow the podcast Instagram at Overeasy the Podcast. If you want to see the mantras, I'm going to post them on there after the episode goes live. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can follow my personal YouTube and Instagram if you want. TikTok, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to plug myself too hard. I hope you have an amazing week. I will see you in my next episode. Bye.